Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Superstar Boot Campers, what's up, guys? Josh here. Um, man, I, I'm I'm pretty excited for this call tonight. I know you guys are as well. We've been talking about it all week. Uh, as you well know, this is going to be the first of three calls that we're doing, and we have some absolute rock stars coming on the rest of the calls as well. Um, and before I get into the guest speaker for tonight, I just got to say, man, I, I am super proud of you guys. Um, we've been putting... Well, putting a lot on your plate, we've been throwing a lot of stuff your way, a lot of information, and you guys are just taking it and running with it and just doing an incredible job. Uh, I hope that you are, are learning a lot and enjoying what we're giving you guys so far. Um, heck, even I have been in this thing and learning a bunch of stuff as well, a bunch of new things that are being shared by the other Star Diamond coaches. So for the next two weeks, we we have some really, really good stuff coming your way. Tomorrow, we start on the Facebook training. I think we're going to break it up into two or three days. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we can cover regarding Facebook, and I think we're just going to cover personal pages as well. So, anyways, um, I want to get started because I know Carl has a very busy schedule. He's he might be in his car right now. Uh, I know he's talking for something or, or recording for something, but um, I, I was going to give a, a good introduction, a good introduction for you, man. But I don't think it needs a long, drawn-out intro, introduction, um, guys. This oh, is good. this is someone that that I have just a tremendous amount of respect for. Uh, someone I look up to. It's it's insane what this guy has been able to do, and well, even just since I've been a coach for the last seven years, um, it's incredible. Uh, I wanted to welcome you guys, the CEO of our company, Mr. Carl Deichler. Thanks, Josh, and I, I totally appreciate more than you know the fact that you didn't go on and on. Nothing makes me <clears throat> more uncomfortable than that. And actually, uh, I'm not at the shoot. I made it back to the office. We are rehearsing um, the infomercial uh, or commercial production for Pio with uh, Shalene Johnson and Maria Menounos as host, who uh, she's uh, in love with the program, which is pretty cool. So uh, we're shooting that today and tomorrow, but um, it's really a pleasure to jump on this call and, and learn about what you guys are doing and see if I can help uh, give you any insight into just what we're doing here in Oz. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's pretty cool. I know we actually have a coach out there that is part of this superstar boot camp, and she's doing doing that with you. I think you might have met her today. Um, but anyways, uh, what I want to do is is I want to ask you a few questions. I sent you these questions earlier, and uh, the way I got these questions is I went to my my fellow Star Diamond coaches who are running this thing with me. And uh, we came up with three things that we thought were really good to ask you that we think that these people would really benefit from uh, hearing your answers from. So um, I guess we can move on to the first question. And, and this one's awesome because I've been curious. I've been curious about this for a long time. Um, 
you just have a certain way of keeping everybody on your team. And, you know, just like we have a team, you have your team with corporate. But everybody seems so happy, so energized, so motivated. What do you do to keep your team inspired and producing all the time? I fire them if they look sad. <laughs> okay. um, no, you know, I think that we've been very lucky to, you know, we've been at this now 16 or 17 years. So so as as we've shaped this from something that was just sort of a block of marble and, uh, you know, it's just any other business, and now it's been more and more shaped. So we've gone through a lot of people. Um, there's, you know, executives have come and gone, people who owned a piece of the business who, you know, would love to be here with us now that it's uh, a billion plus a year. But but we, you know, eventually sort of the the body rejects the organ if there's not the underlying uh, foundation of of the DNA of the mission. So, you know, I am very passionate about um, starting meetings, particularly big meetings, t- to make sure that everybody's on the same page. And I, in terms of the mission and uh, and the vision, which which I see as really big. So I think if I was the kind of CEO or or executive or businessman that kept everything to himself and just expected everybody to sort of toe their own line, then then everybody everything would be sort of walled off. But instead, I like to share, you know, what is the vision? It's just so easy to get back down to the numbers, the success club, the points, the challenge packs, the comp plan. But when you've got, you know, and, and I'm talking coaching in, in that way, and, and in our side of the fence, if there is a fence separating us or, or our our part of the business, you know, I don't let meetings get focused on what they call net income or profit or revenue growth without putting it in the perspective of what we're trying to achieve. And the the strength of this business is based on what we're trying to achieve, not based on the numbers that go along with it. We're lucky that uh, we happen to be in this market that that has incredible demand and, and is an absolute mystery uh, to, to try to solve this problem. We haven't even figured it all the way out yet. Like literally – you know, I, I hear from time to time coaches will have a prospect and their, their prospect will argue, um, you know, well, I wish I'd have gotten in early on that, but now you've got over 300,000 coaches. And, you know, so that that's probably not going to work. You know, that's probably too late for me. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, we've just started. And every, anytime I hear about a competitor, whether it's an online, you know, sort of digital online fitness competitor or I hear about Fitbit and stuff. And the other day, my CFO came in and was like, Carl, look at what Fitbit's doing. And they've gone public and oh my God, and what are we going to do? And I'm like, Sue, look at their website. Like they're counting steps and heart rate. Now, maybe they're going to be very successful, but there's 300 million people in North America, 200 million of them are out of shape and overweight. And I don't think wearing that bracelet is going to inspire a hundred million of them to change their bodies. So we're all still trying to figure it out. And it'd be great to have a competitor that, that gives us some clues so that we don't have to be the ones on the point. So 
So when I go into these meetings, I get people focused back on the important stuff and the exciting stuff, which is the vision. I, I have a thing in my office where it, it says uh, 100 million users, right? Very simple thing, 100 million users. Now, right now, we have about 450,000 members of Beachbody On Demand, and we generate, depending on the year, between uh, four and six million new customers a year. So, and and obviously we've just started Beachbody On Demand, and it's still in its beta form. I want a hundred million users in there. I want a million coaches. Now, let me put th- these numbers in perspective. And this is going to sound weird, and I apologize for the politics of this, but just to put it in perspective, how three hundred thirty thousand coaches is like nothing. Okay, I, I saw a TV show last night where they talked about the fact that I believe it's in North America. There are 700,000 transgender people in the United States. Now, I don't think I know any of them, but so so if, if there can be that many transgender people, I certainly think there's a lot of room for Beachbody coaching to grow into the millions before we've even come close to any sort of critical mass. My point is this. When I... When I talk to people, when I lead people, and I think it's important for coaches to do this as well, you've got to show them the the potential, the vision for this thing, because – and I truly believe it is – It is not going to be uncommon for – in fact, it's going to be more common as time goes on that people have a coach. And I'm I'm hoping that that coach is a Beachbody coach, that that everybody's going to be like – it's going to be more common than not to have this advocate for your health and fitness. So what we think in terms of, oh, I got to get the challenge pack. I got to make it into success club. And ah, I didn't get my points this month, or I got to get the diamond. I got to get the star diamond and all that kind of stuff. If you, if you, if you flip that upside down, and you look at it as I have to reach as many people as possible, and I'm, and the consequence of that is going to be success club and challenge packs and rank advancement and wealth creation. Great, but if you fire up your team that that every morning that they wake up, they're going to go through that door or they're going to log into their social media platform with the intent to to find people to compel to get started, which is the problem. So you get a lot of whining right now about, oh, it's June, it's hard, and, and you'll do a post on your Facebook page, and you'll be like, who's ready to go? I really want to get started. I'm gonna, we're going to you know, march into Summit and all this momentum, and then somebody will post, well, it's just I'm struggling. It's not the same as it was in March or in February. And then somebody else will post underneath them, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of harder. Than, and then three other people will post underneath them, and all of a sudden, your positive momentum that you tried to post against just turns on you and you have got to put you have got to trip that before it takes off because it's always in every business but particularly this one which is so hard to promote health fitness working out that ah, sucks or eating right portion control portion control sucks so it's like you know ah this expensive shake like there's so many negative things that you can focus on except for the fact that we are compelling people to do the co- comprehensive approach to feeling better, having more energy, and changing their lives, having a different relationship with their bodies, which means a different relationship with the world around them, which means a different relationship with their family. If you can wake up and compel your team that way and you, and you stop those threads on Facebook from taking off, same way I do here at the company, and people are like talking revenue and talking profit, and I go, wait a minute. 
how does this decision affect the health and wellness of the customer? How does this help the customer, even if it's around technology, just making sure that the sites don't crash or whatever we're going to do? Like, how does this decision make sure that we help people achieve their goals to lead healthy, fulfilling lives versus simply increase revenue or increase profit? And if I can get Everybody here, 300 or sorry, 782 of us here at headquarters, to have that be the reflex. How does this help the customer and the prospective customer? How does this help the coach serve the customer? Then people approach the job with a completely different demeanor than the person who's parking cars or the person who's pouring coffee or the person who's selling pharmaceuticals, we get mission-driven, and that that just creates this entirely different attitude. And that's what I try to encourage coaches to do, too, because it's just so easy for it to become a job. You know, Josh, you came from uh, financial planning. And even in you know financial planning, you see people, they make mistakes, they don't know what they're doing with their money, and you try to move them along and sort, sort of plods along. And it's you can be completely jaded and you can lose your traction and it can it's just a very difficult business to be in unless your mentality changes and i think it's that way in any business so long answer to your question how do i keep people positive i make sure that they don't sit back into the easy reflex and that is what's the dollars what's the profit What's the new product and how much dollars and profit can that make and how much profit and dollars am I getting of that, blah, blah, blah. So all that stuff is good. I'm not saying it's wrong. Wealth creation, I love it, but never empty. And and so we attract people now that want to be a part of that. So you see more and more people who have incredible energy. And I suggest the same thing for coaches. So for instance, let's say you, you post that on Facebook, and then you've got these negative people. Then, then if I were a coach, I'd break in and be like, "Hey, oh, I see how you, I see how you guys are thinking, but I'm looking to run now for the rest of June and into July. I'm looking for people who see how steep this mountain is and want to sprint up it because it's July, and then it's going to be Team Cup in August. It is not going to be easy, even though we're going to have new products and new exciting things to talk about from Summit. But I'm looking for people who want to run with me, and I, I think I can afford to do that with about. 10 people. So um, so are you guys sure that this is going to be your attitude? That, ooh, it's so hard, it's not February, and people don't want to get started, and Shakeology is so expensive? Or are you signed up for this mission, no matter how hard it is, that you're going to try to compel people to, to connect with their goals to lead healthy, fulfilling lives? Look, if their goal is to eat more pizza and drink more beer, then can't help you. Go achieve your goal. Good luck to you. And I'm not judging. I'm saying that's their goal. We can't help them with that. However, for some people, their goal is aligned with what they want. And I guarantee with 200 million people overweight or obese in this country, you are surrounded right now. Today, here we are mid-June, last week of June rather, and uh, you are surrounded by these people. And, and, you know, when's the last time somebody showed that they care about you like that they that 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 they you are wanted right it just doesn't happen around us we're all in our little silos we keep to ourselves we don't want to take a chance we don't want to get criticized but the minute somebody shows a genuine interest in you you perk right up and you're interested in them well that's your job now 
at the end of June, going into July. Now you got to find people who want to be cared about, who want somebody to care about their goals. And that's how we've got, that's how you can separate the, the leaders from the people who are prone to complaining and prone to whining. Oh, it's so much easier for other people. I don't have the benefit. I'm not good looking enough. I didn't get my results yet. And da da da. For every one of those excuses, there are 10 success stories that did it anyway. And uh, that kind of that kind of attitude, that kind of work ethic is what I try to attract here. And that's why this place, when people walk into this building and they're like, well, I don't know what you have in the water, but I want to work here. And that's a, that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool fact. So there, question one. Yeah, when I when I come over there, it's it's just a different feeling. It's a different atmosphere. It's the culture that you've created for your team, and it's something that uh, I don't know if you know it, but because you're doing it, I mean, you're a leader by example. We see that us leaders in the business, we see that, and we try to copy and imitate it. And we try to create that own own our own culture and our own positivity on our own teams. And and just like you you said, man, it's it's all about sharing your vision. Um, and I hope that you guys uh, that are on the call tonight, um, by the way, this has been incredible so far, but I hope you guys on the call are sitting there and taking notes because, you know, I, I have my pen and I have my notebook sitting right in front of me and I'm just jotting down a bunch of stuff. It's just everything that, that you're saying is just so spot on, man, and, and it's so great to have these coaches who are just ready to run, which is what they're posting right now in the chat box. They're ready to run. I mean, these guys are ready to go. They're ready to do this. Um, I, I'm so excited that they're here and listening to you just talk about this stuff. But I want to keep moving because I do have I, have I have two more questions I want to ask you, and this is a big one. This next one is a huge one. Um, I just know to get to where I am today, I have failed thousands and thousands of times more than I've succeeded. And, um, and it's that way with every other successful coach that you see in the network and really any anybody that you see successful in business and peer, in general. Um, so my question to you is, what is your biggest failure so far in your career with Beachbody and what did you learn from it? You know, I saw that question, Josh, and I was like, that is an impossible question. <laughs> Uh, I'm still I'm still looking for my biggest failure, I suppose. Um, like it's it's difficult. It's really difficult for me to um, t to just identify something because out of every failure, like every time I go, oh, that was the one, and then I go, ah, oh, yeah, but then this happened and that happened and this happened out of that. Um, you know, probably. I would say I'm right in the middle of it. I'm right in the middle of my biggest failure. Um that uh that the the technology foundation of this company is so complicated because of the way we've constructed it. And you know, but but again, if if we hadn't constructed it this way, we wouldn't be growing at 70 plus percent per year. Uh, this structure between Beachbody and Team Beachbody. But that structure with two very different systems means that everything needs to be done three times, that, that any other company that would d write some code or 
do some technology, they'd be working on one system and they could work it on a, they could develop it on a sort of a test server and a test area. But we have to work with live data and try to keep it out of Wednesday when we get all this, this spike in volume. And it's the most frustrating thing um, that I've encountered in my career because I have very little control over it because I'm just not a tech guy. Um, but, you know, I've had to step up and I've had to figure it out. So I have weekly meetings with the technology team. I review resumes of the people who were hiring. You know, I, I did a post on the wall a few weeks ago that that told a little bit about the story of roughly, you know, what has become now almost $60 million of investment in technology and it, things still crashes and we still have struggles. And then, you know, then we launched the certification business because that was happening sort of around the business and, and Shalene Johnson was ready to, to um, exit that business and thought it'd be good synergy with us. So we bought her powder blue business and there's a third system that we need to wind into it. But it's very synergistic and, and the, a lot of the future um, is going to be is going to be colored by the fact that these three businesses, direct response, which makes brands famous, and and uh, group exercise, which helps give people a more uh, visceral experience of the programs as they're trying to learn them. And then, of course, Team Beachbody, which is the, at the center, the core, the tent post to this whole thing uh, that, that, that holds people accountable, um, and which where, where we house Shakeology. But as so as good as all that has been it doesn't mean that when you call customer service or coach relations that this person who might have just been trained over the course of the last month on the three systems where they have to look up your name to try to find out what you're asking and where it might be and if you're giving them the right email address or if you have multiple email addresses, like there's so many layers of complexity that we're trying to gradually unwind and unstitch without the whole sweater falling apart, right? So, you, you know, you got a business that's just doing amazing, amazing growth and faster than our budget and faster than our forecast. And then so people have an expectation. You know, we live in an, in an Amazon world where everything works great, and uh, but we're not financed where we don't have to have what they call free cash. We're not financed in a way that, that – that cash doesn't matter. So we have to manage our investments so that the company stays profitable and has capital to invest in new programs and technology. So anyway, so so I'm in the middle of it. And and even though I'm in the middle of it, so let me now draw the metaphor to coaching. Here I am in the middle of it, incredibly embarrassed by the experience, the technology, and and how the consequence of that to customer service or fulfillment, um, how that can embarrass the company, and what the coach's experience can be of that and having to explain and rationalize and, and, and even how embarrassing it is for our coaches. And even in the midst of that, I know that if I can just get through this and I just fight to fix it, because we will fix it and we can fix it, and we figure it out and I get closer to it and I roll up my sleeves and I learn more stuff and I find new people and, uh, and, and eventually we'll come out the other side of that. But in the meantime, I stay focused on, I go back to what I said at the beginning, helping people achieve their goals so that they move, so that they exercise, so that they have the the resources to understand how to eat right 
portion control, food choices, healthiest meal of the day. They drink this shake every day if they can possibly understand and believe in just a, in its importance. That's the important thing of all of this. And if we can be patient enough with the technology, we'll work our way through it. But uh, so. You know, my biggest failure right now is the fact that uh, it's literally been, you know, I've struggled with technology since 2007, and uh, that is a long time. And just when we think we've got the right guy in place and we're getting it patched up, um, then something happens and the, the rug gets pulled out from under us. But, you know, uh, I'm not quitting. And I think that uh, here we are, a billion dollars plus a year. And and if you ask me, this business, this business model has literally tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars a year that that are potential there because of how this helps people and how difficult this business is to operate because it's so hard to compel people to get started. So, you know, you do what you can. And so, so again, what I, what I started to do is extending this metaphor to coaching. You're going to have people who criticize you because of how the company's technology or fulfillment or customer service is messed up from time to time. Or you're going to have people who say that's a pyramid scheme or you're going to something is just going to go wrong, right? And and so in the middle of it, it's going to be embarrassing. But if you wake up every day and your intent is, I'm going to help somebody today. Everyone matters. I'm going to wake up and I'm just going to connect with somebody. So as embarrassed as I can be, I'm not going to be embarrassed by my intent. And if I'm pure in that, and I'm not trying to just feather my own nest. If what I'm trying to do is compel people to get started so that they can live the kind of life that I'm living, either from a wealth creation standpoint, health, or hopefully the whole thing, um, then I'm doing my job. The rest of it is variations on the theme and trying to get it as close to ideal as possible. But nobody's ever done what we've done, what we're trying to do. Nobody's ever tried to put all these systems together and fix them and and fix them while the company is growing at a 70% per year clip. Um, and, and the traffic sort of attacks the new systems that we put in place because we have so much traffic, it attacks the system. So, you know, that's just the way it is. So you go, I'm going to deal with this. You know, it's kind of like you look at sports teams and you would say, you know, you look at Cleveland. There you go, right in your backyard, right? So, so was that a failure of a system of a, of a of a of a year? Um, I would say no. I mean, what an outrageously strong year! So, there's no way you can look at it as a failure. You look at, hey, I wish we'd have won the finals, but you know, we're going to give it our best shot and our intent was to be champions and damn, we did a great job. So you just work and you make sure your people get a good show and you live up to your promises and that's the way you do it. So um, you're going to fail a little bit every day. And I, I, I feel like if I ever feel too safe, Josh, if I ever wake up and I'm like, hey, we got this all nailed, then I'm scared, man. Like that, that's when I'm like, uh-oh, I'm slowing down and I'm not pushing, and I'm not challenging, and uh, and we're not going to grow as fast. So I'm always looking for the fear. Yeah, yeah, that, that's really good stuff, man. Um, I it, it just it's it's perfect. I mean, failure is just a part of success, and you know, just like you, and, and I know we haven't 
talked as much as we used to, but man, I failed more in these last couple of years than I have in a long time, but it's, it's just come to, to be something that, that I expect. And, and I know it's going to happen in, in a strange kind of way. I kind of look forward to failing just because it teaches me what I need to do next time so that I don't make the same mistakes again. Um, and it, it just, it has to become a part of, of who you are. And it's just something that you have to come accept. And obviously you've, you've done such a great job at that. And I have no doubt that, that you and the rest of the team up there at corporate are going to get everything under control. Um, I stayed as positive as I can through this and, and I don't let it affect my business. And, you know, none of you guys on the calls to let it affect it as well. I mean, it's, there's thing, there's always going to be something that happens and it's just, what it all comes down to how you react to it, right? And you can react to it in a positive way, or you can react to it in a negative way. And and if you react to it in a negative way, it's just going to drain you, and negativity spreads like cancer, just like you talked about earlier on. And and if you keep that going on your team, it just man, it creates a a bad culture. So, anyways, you I, I know you have to go. Um, do you have? Well, let me let me let me address something real quick I, because I, I think you know. I, it's very interesting what because we never talk about it. So we'll, you and I'll talk for a second while everybody else listens in. You have a situation that is very rare, like it's outrageous, and and there's, I would imagine it's very difficult for you to sort of helicopter out of your own situation and observe the plight, and I mean plight for a reason because you like throttled your business to earn top coach, did an outrageously good job. But the business changes on a monthly, weekly, certainly a yearly basis. It changes, man. And and as it grows, as the network effect of this thing grows and managing big teams, uh, it, it, like it, it shifts. So you, unfortunately for you, as successful as you've been, are a victim. You're handcuffed by your success because you got there with a specific way. Do you know how hard it is to change the way you play the game when you got so handsomely rewarded for playing it a certain way? Uh, like you were rewarded for your transformation and your YouTube views and leading your team and it was a sort of a different time and whatever products were coming out might have uh, been closer to what you were comfortable promoting or whatever Whatever it worked, whatever worked back then, the hardest thing for somebody like you or anybody on this call is going to be finding the organic response to the circumstances that you're in. And and you cannot sit back ever on the way it was done last year. So now is when I look at Kobe Bryant. Let's use basketball. You look at this guy, and I was thinking about the, over the weekend. Like, I, I admire – his training uh, capabilities so much. I mean, this guy is relentless. But if he wants to be the champion, he cannot win championships the way he did when he had Shaq or you know in his in his prior years because he doesn't have the physical capability to dominate the game all season long anymore. So he has to find a way to build his teammates up. That that's not the metaphor I'm trying to direct. What I'm trying to say is. 
if he wants to, if he truly wants to be a champion he has to stop whining about oh you know it's it's hard it's different it's blah 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 and he has to go wait a minute how is this game played right now and how do i maximize that so that i can achieve my goals so here you are josh and there's wayne and like you know so many coaches that we've had who have had such incredible success and and some of them might be content and things are going really well, but others of them are like, I want to climb back to the top of the mountain, and that's going to require incredible humility and flexibility. And I love what you're doing here in this group. I have so much respect for it. I just love how you've reinvigorated your business and how you're looking at this and how you're bringing people up. And I just, I really salute you, man. I, I just, it, it's just not easy. And I, I see it all around me. I don't just see it in coaching. I see it here at the company. I see it within our trainers. Like, you know, you, you, you get on sort of the top of this thing. You're like, oh my gosh, and I've got to retain this. But instead of retaining it, what's got to happen is I have to recreate it. I cannot try to hold on to my success because that is a slippery slope. It is ice you're trying to hold on to. And instead, the only thing you can try to do is build on top of it. You have to keep building. And that's what I'd say to anybody. The second you feel satisfied, you can bet that the hammer's going to swing around on you and it's going to show you, oh no, your work is not done yet if you want to keep growing or if you want to maintain uh, your success. And it's, it's not easy. I try to impress it upon people that, that it's going to be hard and, and the, the ones who can handle the concept of hard are the ones who will excel for the long term. But that is hard, man. Like, again, you know, any sports champion or business champion, the ones who excel for the long term, it is just hard to put championships together. But I feel like we're just getting started, and if I can continue to to help and jump on calls with, with great leaders like you and this team, then, uh, then I think we're just getting started, and hopefully we'll continue it, and we'll get together at Summit, and we'll high-five, and we'll celebrate, and then uh, we'll get back to work. So, meanwhile, I better get home or I'm going to be late for dinner and I'll be in big trouble. Well, man, I, I can say this on behalf of everybody here. Thank you so much, man. And uh, I, I really, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you jumping on here and sharing your incredible knowledge with, with our team of coaches who are just, they're so committed right now to this business. And and uh, I, I see some great things in these guys. So uh, thanks again. Go home, have some dinner, and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it and appreciate everything everybody's doing. So I uh, look forward to seeing whoever can make it to Summit. That'll be great. And uh, I'll be in Indianapolis, which is nearby some of your gang, for Super Saturday. I'll also be in Puerto Rico, Miami, New York, and Portland, Oregon. So uh, we got so much great stuff coming up. And, you know, here it is. The 29th. Uh, there's still time to make it to Diamond. If you're not Diamond or if you're trying to bring up another Diamond, you know, what can you do in the next 24 hours so you get this uh, month of Diamonds t-shirt? I say go for it and don't sleep. So uh, thanks again, Josh. I appreciate you having me on the call. All right, Carl. See ya. See you, man. Hey, see you guys. Have a good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.